Mike is hot. Nice. Yeah. So this is episode six, I, th- I believe, right? Yeah, episode six. So um, this is bonus episode six. <laughs> bonus episode two, uh, real episode six. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't even know the chronological order. Of <laughs> well, I know this is the sixth recording for sure. Second bonus episode. And yeah. we don't really have a strict guidelines or we're not following any you know, set path in terms of how we're laying out these episodes, which is okay. Yeah, we're still doing the, uh, we're still feeling like the uh, feeling our way through the dark. Yeah. Kind of trying to figure out this whole format. It's like, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, we're just getting back to it, into it anyways. It's been, this is probably our longest break. Oh yeah, uh, sure. Since the last episode, I think we recorded at the beginning of August or somewhere around that time. It's, yeah, yeah. Uh, almost the update upload date, and it was August tenth. Oh yeah. 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 I'm not gonna lie. I've been listening to our old podcast, our previous podcasts. Yeah. Um, Do you have a favorite? Like, like a cool guy. <laughs> Do I have a favorite episode of ours? Um, probably the first bonus episode. Actually, yeah, it's pretty good, dude. You're. All right, not, I'm not trying to get on this episode and and, and compliment ourselves, <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, but uh, you were pretty hilarious. Your oh, your just you. your sarcasm was just like pretty. <laughs> it was like rolling hardcore. In addition to our rants on the the uh, foods that we were tasting that evening because we were eating <laughs> pork H-E-B rinds and H-E-B cheese H-E-B cheese squares. squares. <laughs> We still have those in the pantry. Yeah. The exact same ones. Oh, yeah, I bet they are. I bet yeah. the thiamine mononitrate is keeping those babies nice and fresh. We can't find anyone that wants to eat them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nobody is interested and you nobody wants to throw it away for some reason. Yeah, but, um, and you could probably have a drinking game on that episodes for the amount of, uh, for every single time you hear the words. Dan Aykroyd. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dan Aykroyd. Uh, so, we're, this is bonus episode two? Yeah. Alright. Real episode six. Real episode six. Issue right. number six. We'll have to figure out this, uh, figure this out. We'll, we'll make adjustments as we go. Yeah, exactly. So what's going on with you, man? What kind of... You got any any movie related tales? Any Anything like that? or uh, Movie related tales... I mean, I was just mentioning that the latest movie that I watched, and mind you, this is this is probably something that moviegoers would look down upon, but I sometimes watch movies in sections, as in I'll watch an hour one night, and then the second hour, this the, you know, the next night. Um, you know, unless it's just so damn good that I, you know, I'm not worried about what time I go to bed. But, you know, if it's a movie... Like the one I'm about to mention, it's like okay, it's pretty good. I'm enjoying it, but you know I've got I got things to do in the morning, and I don't have a problem picking up from where it left off. <laughs> <laughs> it's not it's it's interesting, but it's not good. Right. Um, and I can live until the next day without seeing it. Okay. You know, unless it was like, you know, okay, I haven't seen Mad Max. Fury Road yet, but I've just heard so many good things that, and you know, we should make an episode for that. Okay, That'd sounds good. Because yeah. uh, you know, I need to find a reason to to watch juggle it. the time to to watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean that's something I would more than likely watch in one sitting, just because it's also action packed. Now this movie I'm about <laughs> to get to, 
It's called Hardware. Um, it's what's the history? I believe we have a yeah, history of discussing yeah, yeah. We we've already discussed this. Um, <laughs> I think it may have been on the our favorite episode. I think it was, this yeah. is truly a continuation. Yeah. So and then like it, as we were saying as I was mentioning before, we should possibly dedicate an episode to it. We don't have to, um, but it's that damn interesting. <laughs> Um, so hardware stars the only main star that most people recognize is Dylan McDermott and you know he's an interesting actor I think he's a pretty talented guy mm-hmm. pretty talented actor he just was never you know really given yeah I like him yeah yeah he's good but he's he was never really given the you know he never really got the star treatment that was I he think in, he was he, promised was he, oh. he was in platoon yeah you know, and I think that's what probably put him on the map. But is he on like, he was like McBeal or something. No, uh, there is a show I think in the was it in the nineties or two thousands. I'm I, I did look up his history a little bit. Obviously, I don't remember that. Um, lasted a while. The practice. Ah. He yeah from um, nineteen ninety seven to two thousand four. That was probably his most successful. But you know, you're right. He was on Ellie McBeal. <laughs> he was. Um, in two episodes. Oh, yeah. I don't think I knew that. I think I just thought the other show was uh, Ally McBeal. He happened to be in... I mean, he's, his um, his credit list for TV shows is, I mean, very respectable. I mean, I guess you could you would consider him more of a TV star than a movie star. Yeah. But, you know, I always thought he was he was pretty talented. He's got the look. Um, I just don't think he was ever really given, like, the big movie role. Or he was given his shots and he took the wrong ones. Yeah. It's kind of like... I would say probably Ryan Reynolds has got bigger star power. Um, maybe that's accurate statement. Then, you know, Ryan Reynolds' career, I, I would consider still um, you know, young. Yeah. But it just seems like he just hasn't quite hit the right movie, the right? right? Yeah, you know, the breakout role. Yeah, the breakout role that just like puts him up up there might, with like a Bruce Willis. It might be Daredevil. I mean, everything or not Daredevil, um, Deadpool. Well, we'll see. We'll yeah. see. It's just you know, he's been having, I, I think, kind of a hard time. I've not yet. I've yet to see Green Lantern. But yes, exactly. Yeah. Your your face, yeah. John's face. Uh, <laughs> if you would have seen it, was you know very good body language, uh, very representative of what uh, is generally what I hear about the the Green Lantern film. It's just a uh, just wasn't very good. I don't know if I thought it was gonna be great. I felt like there was when the trailers were all were oh, coming yeah. out. It looked yeah. amazing. Well, you remember that was that was a year that I remember there was a lot of good trailers out prior to that summer, and we were kind of being cautiously optimistic, and we were thinking that man, this is gonna be a, probably a great summer for movies, <laughs> and probably more than half of them were stinkers. Even the, we were excited about the the third Transformers movie. We were slightly I don't know how we got we were slightly yeah, compelled, yeah, but it was a damn good trailer. Yeah, they man. made it so brooding and creepy. You know, <laughs> it, it showed all the best scenes yeah. basically. Uh, the guys uh, gliding at parachuters, gliding yeah. into the city, and all that. It looked pretty yeah. cool. And then it was the third strikeout where I knew it was just. There was never is going to be a good Transformers film ever made, probably. Definitely not one for me. Not from the at least the current um, production team. Well, at least. I have. I feel like I read somewhere that somebody no- notable is taking on the story for the next one. 
Notable. There will be a next one. I, I, I'm sure there will be. I remember, I don't remember who it was, but I remember reading it and I'm going, huh, all right, well, <laughs> like, I guess, like. They I, they keep on making movies. They're, they they keep on making money. You know, it's, I guess it's just, the best way I can look at it is that it's jobs for people. True, You know, True. those things are like corporations at this point. Movies are corporations. They really are. And they provide people with just just jobs, I guess. That ain't no lie. The only redeeming quality of the whole thing. I know, right? But. Do for the economy. Yeah, do it. There you go. Do for the economy. (laughs) I mean, and uh, yeah, I I admit that I saw the fourth one. Um, Oh, the Mark Wahlberg one? Yeah, Age of Extinction. Um, I couldn't do it. Yeah, as I mentioned before, I don't know why. But I put it on late at night. <laughs> I just saw it scrolling through the like, Netflix. <laughs> well, I only watched the first 10 to 15 minutes. I was just going to feel it out. Um, and, yeah, first 10, 15 minutes. It just felt like another yeah, Transformers same film. Shit. Same exact thing. <laughs> it starts trying to establish characters. And before you can get any type of rapport with them, it just cuts to, you know, another location I'm trying to establish another thing. How it's far like, did, how far did you make it I, into it? I actually finished the film not that night though, oh, but okay. again I watched it that like first 10 15 minutes wow. and then I watched the next hour the next day and then I finished it off the third day and I think the third day I was only really half watching it. I was, was just pretty much disinterested in. Yeah. I was just I was just really trying to complete it. But I mean I was I was pretty disinterested. It does seem more scaled back though than um it, it seems more on closer to the level of the first one in terms of yeah. locations and, and, and fight scenes. Is it... in um, the, the special effects aren't as good. Really? Aren't, aren't as good as the predecessors. Huh. There, there are some scenes that just look you know, way too uh, CGI-ish. Um, Surprised by it, that. It looks way too much like a high-powered, um, you know, like all CGI film like you'd yeah. see by DreamWorks or something like that. Oh, this, wow, like an animated movie. Yeah, it seems more like an animated movie in a, in a lot of portions. I wonder if they were just nervous that people would come to see a fourth one, even though the other three were, like, record-breaking. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what it... I mean, or people, maybe that's my, my opinion. It, it just felt more scaled back. But again, after watching the third one, after you watch a giant Transformers worm devour a skyscraper, <laughs> I yeah. can't really think... You of anything, to, what else, you know, anything else you could do. I mean, you have to go back to your roots. <laughs> yeah, with Mark Wahlberg, yeah. <laughs> America's sweetheart. Yeah, and then you know, establishes establishes like a, a father um, daughter role, you know, and it's just kind of weird seeing Mark Wahlberg a, with this bombshell blonde. Is he gonna? Is he doing the whole? Is he is he the main character for all three of them? Is that how they? He's out? okay. All right. So the plot is is that. <laughs> It takes. It begins in Texas, all right. Oh, good. Yeah, I'm glad it's you know yeah. establishing our home state. Sure. You, can, you might as well just let you know, everyone taint, know we're here. Yeah, taint it all, and of course it's it. You know, Every, Texas is everywhere in Texas is completely flat and lots of fields. Looks more like and lots of grain blowing in the wind. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> um, and uh, Mark Wahlberg, who you know. You know what his accent's like. You know, he just happens to be well, a Texan kind of though in this movie. Accent, yeah. But he's got a Texan he's, accent. He, he doesn't have a Texas accent. Oh, he doesn't. But but he's a Texan. Okay, he's a Boston um, Texan. And he's also a, a robot maker. 
Oh, a robot maker? <laughs> yeah, he makes robots. He's a really good in like, 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 as a profession? Uh, I don't remember or if that is like, a his... hobby. Like, he's just, like, building shit. I couldn't remember if it was a hobby or or a profession. Okay. But, uh, you know, he actually called himself... I don't remember what his last name... Let me see here. So he plays, Jaeger, like... his last name's Jaeger. I think his... He may have called his company Jaeger Robotics or something like that. So he's, like, a... He's, like, a hometown genius. Yeah, essentially. Okay. It's really in shape guy. Yeah. From Got Boston, it. making robots in Texas. He's like living amongst the the regular folk. Yeah, and, but he's a super genius. Yeah, and he lives in a house, of course, that's in the middle of nowhere, Texas, well, right? Because that's all that's all we got. It's like just random houses. Yeah, we don't have. Any and we don't either. see neighbors for miles. Yeah. It's yeah. So the nearest big. grocery Texas store is, so is at least always thirty miles away here in Texas, <laughs> and we take our horse there. Yeah, to course. get there. Or our pickup truck. That's right. Our beat up pickup truck. That's all truck. they sell. We that's don't have a choice. Like. That's yeah. the only options we have. Yeah. <laughs> We're just trying to keep it in line with the, the rest of and we, the... And we love, we love binge drinking and we hate abortions. That's right. You heard it here. <laughs> <laughs> so not a good movie, huh? Um, not, not an improvement in any it, way. I heard it's it, Chinese propaganda too. I don't really know where that ca- came from. I know that there's... It's it integrates China. Um, there's there's a portion of it that t- takes place in China. I think there was a fight scene around the wall, mm. the Great Wall. I think it's very odd. And this is like this there. was during the portion where I was only half watching it. Oh, I may yeah. have been doing some stretching while watching gotcha. it. Um, nice relaxing movie. But I think it was of. just settings. I don't I don't particularly felt like there was this uh, in your face. Okay. You know, um, Chinese propaganda. I don't know okay. where that came from. I, that's that, just like that's think probably, fear-mongering yeah, that's from the media. Yeah, that's the internet you know, know, being the internet. That's just yeah, jumping to conclusions. It just sounds like silliness. But long story short, it's a Transformers movie. Um, as we've seen before, uh, just with a different cast of characters. Um, maybe the most entertaining part of the movie was Stanley Tucci. He's okay. hey, just like a zany... Doing the cartoon Stanley character Gigi thing. Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. pretty much on autopilot. Yeah. But, you know, he's, it, it was kind of entertaining. It was, you know, somewhat of a slight redeeming, watchable type of thing. Oh. Whenever he's on screen, I kind of turn to watch Stanley Tucci. Yeah. Do you think in, you think in like, 30 years people will look back on the Transformers movies positively? Like, you know, sometimes, like, our age, we'll look at old movies and they have somehow, they were, like, panned critically right. when they came out but then it somehow they made their way into like cult classic status it's, it's hard for me to say um, like once all of the the attachment to the current knowledge of Transformers movies leaves do you think people will look back on them fondly do you think are you trying to say like they'll become a movie that's so bad they're good maybe so, I mean um, that's certainly a occurring phenomenon it, it's hard for me to say but I I, I my immediate answer is no because I just find them so. Um, they feel like endurance. They're empty. an endurance trial. I'm trying to watch them. It's, yeah, exactly. They're completely hollow. Yeah. Um, while I'm trying to think of some examples of, of movies that are so bad, they're good. Even ones that are intentionally. They're trying to be serious and they're yeah. just. They're hilarious. You know, like Mission Impossible Two. I, for some reason, I, I, I would if I had a choice between Transformers and Mission Impossible Two, it'd be Mission Impossible Two. If I don't, 
Because I mean, I Mission Impossible Two. I feel like I feel like John Woo knows he makes crazy movies. I think that was like what made him what what initially got people focused on him because he was making stuff like Hard Boiled and Face Off and yeah. just and uh, Broken Arrow. And it was like there was a point where it's like, yeah, everyone he knows. He knows that he's making silly movies, but then it started getting into the later movies like Mission Impossible 2 and Paycheck and all that. And That's I when he went like, more Hollywood. I feel like maybe he was starting to like believe in him. So, like, you know, like believe his brand a little too yeah, much. Yeah. And then it just like lost all its magic. Because Mission Impossible 2 is, I mean, that, that can be a lot of fun to watch with some buddies drinking That's beer. True. I mean, within the first 15 minutes, that car chase sequence between him and his <laughs> yeah. future romantic interests. Um, yeah. With Thandie Newton. Oh, man. Um, Just the rock climbing sequence yeah. is, is worth watching over and over again. It's yeah. Ridiculous. And then he throws the sunglasses into the screen as they explode to Fred Durst. <laughs> is it the, is the, the whole holding... Is that like a standard mountain climbing technique? Oh yeah, yeah, backwards holding. Back. Yeah, with two just his, just hands and his arms. Holding. He's not pushing against anything. He's literally just holding on. To yes. The side. And again, facing the camera. Yeah. Looking sexy. Yeah. Well, he is. Tom Cruise. Yeah, he is. International sex symbol, Tom Cruise. <laughs> Rock climbing I, backwards. I feel like this is this is not the first time we've talked about this movie either. Oh no, it's it's not. <laughs> It's really not. It's just going to be a constant. We're always going to come back to it. We probably will. I mean, it's, uh, Mission Impossible 2 is a, it's a fascinating movie. You took like this... You took a movie that... The audiences didn't understand. The first one that I'm referring to, audiences didn't understand completely. Didn't it was marketed it, yeah. completely wrong. Yeah. It was marketed more as an adventure... It is an adventure movie, but it more mainstream uh, adventure action movie. Because they, you know, showed quick cuts, and especially that helicopter train yeah. uh, chase sequence. I remember that being in the trailers a That lot. was hot, man. Yeah. That was hot 96. That, with, that, with that techno version of the Mission yeah. Impossible thing, man. It was so sexy. I remember that playing on 104 KRBE in Houston, <laughs> you know, once an hour. I just, they, that was a, it was a huge summer. That was the summer that Twister came out as well, of, uh, Independence Day. What was that? 104 KRB. The, uh, I don't know if it was called anything else. I don't think it was called like the buzz. K- KRB. I think 104 KRB. <laughs> uh, Psycho Robbie. Psycho Robbie. Yeah. <laughs> that's the only one I remember. Was this. it that? Did he do the? That's a cool feeling. Is that what? I don't. I remember. think he did. That's a cool feeling, and he would like he would talk about bad you know actual bad things yeah. happening to you and you would list them off i can't really think of a oh, good man, example and then that. he would say that's a cool feeling but you know like <laughs> taking a crap after you've eaten lots of jalapenos that's, that's a cool, cool feeling. feeling i do kind of remember that yeah wow that's that, like, that was back from you know we were kids that's it was like, like when uh, i was like 12 13 years old that is uh like deep in the hard drive my brain hard drive yeah like yeah finding that i forgot about second robbie until you mentioned him that's a cool feeling yeah i used to that was the only radio station i used to call in and make requests really yeah and they would make requests for um you know some of these mid 90s uh um you know dance tracks that you know a lot of them were on a night at the roxbury 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, and that was one of the few radio stations I knew about that played that kind they of music. Play, they would take it for a class? Yeah, really? yeah. They would, oh, yeah, they, that was kind of like their thing. They were kind of into the, the, the mid-90s dance, and then they would play lots of dance. They would they would actually go to, um, was it the Roxy? Remember that club, the Roxy? Yeah, yeah. They would go there a lot That's and, true. And, and play live music, play, That's true, record it, and play it on that. Saturday nights. So I used to... This is really got me into electronic music. Is um, I would, I would listen to those Saturday nights while I was playing Doom or something. Really? Yeah. yeah. And That's I remember nice. I used to think Doom was a scary game playing through, it, and I'd get nervous, so I would just listen to 104 KRB on a Saturday me. night and play Doom to that that like poppy, yeah, you know, lighthearted dance music. I remember having. Um... My neighbor had a computer. I didn't have one that could work. Yeah. Like Doom and all that. But I remember um, he had like Doom, Quake, Duke Nukem. Oh, yeah. All those. Duke and Nukem like 3D. we would just stay up late playing. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, he was the first one. I got to play to- the first Tomb Raider on PC yeah. or on the Windows back then. Yeah. Um, just, he had all, he was a big gamer, PC gamer. And oh, yeah. Rise of the Triad. Oh, yeah. I remember Rise. Yeah. Yeah, I told him I yeah. had that one. That was that was that was uh, one of the more gory first persons. That one blew my that one's, mind. Yeah, yeah, that one's pretty underrated. Um, oh, yeah. not, not as, it's not as mainstream as I don't know why it's not as mainstream as they Duke Nukem do, in in Doom. They tried to do a remake uh, a couple years ago, I think, but it just never took off. Really? Yeah, they. I mean, they did do it. You could yeah. buy it on something. I don't know what you could buy it on, but they did do it, and it just didn't. I think maybe Steam, something like that. Yeah. But, um, it was a pretty balls to the wall game. I remember it had some crazy like quad rocket launchers. This was before I, Turok came out, and they had their own version of the quad rocket yeah. launcher. I remember Ooh, we need, what this rocket launcher need is four missiles. Yeah. <laughs> I remember specifically an eyeball that always flew at the screen oh, yeah. in that game. Yeah, it was very gory. Yeah, yeah. Man. I mean, you were basically, I guess, it it was their own version of Nazis. You're basically killing Nazis again. Oh yeah. They were they were they totally look like Nazis. Yeah. So you were fighting. You're, everybody loves to blow up Nazis with a quad rocket launcher. They have it coming. Yeah. It was, just, <laughs> yeah. It was a very violent game. Yeah. Um, you know, okay. right? I mean, because I mean, I mean, I think so even more than Duke Nukem because in Rise of the Triad you were killing quote unquote real people on Duke Nukem you're killing mutated uh, you killing space real pig. Policemen, oh, that's what you mean. Yeah, yeah. You know, like that's aliens. Like, You're killing like aliens. Wolfenstein or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's more in line with the game, like Wolfenstein. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With multiple floors, and you have like those bouncing things. There was some platforming in that. Yeah, there was a little that. bit of platforming. Yeah, but yeah, I was the same way. Uh, as you know, I don't play n- nearly. I don't play video games anymore. But yeah, at that age, spend the night out of friends. I I would love doing that, and yeah, we would sometimes rent video game systems we rent video game systems from blockbuster mm-hmm. when those existed um you know we rent like a playstation sega saturn it, the n64 before it came out we we rented like the the japanese version of the n64 before it, it <laughs> yeah. hit stateside um yeah those are some fun nights i'm playing resident evil I remember on, playing on playstation we were scared. We were yeah. we were scared to play that game. I remember Steven would come over. Nobody know nobody knows who Steven is, but Steven's a friend of ours and uh Good long friend. time. Hi and, Steven. Yeah, if you ever listen to this, shout out. Um But yeah, he would bring Res I think he brought Resident Evil two oh, over. Yeah. 
Maybe it was Resident Evil. I don't know. It, one of the Resident Evil. I'm pretty sure it was two. Anyways, we played it with the lights off and scared the <laughs> shit out of ourselves. Like, that game was terrifying. Oh, yeah. We would just trade off every time oh, yeah. each of us died. And then just see how far the other person could get before they got killed by a zombie oh, or yeah. something. <laughs> yeah, we, we would take breaks um, because I, I was literally getting an adrenaline rush playing that, that silly game. Oh, yeah. It was something about, um, you know, like the first one especially to me, going through that creepy that creepy mansion. Yeah. And you also didn't really know what was going on. I didn't really realize it was going to have as heavy of a sci-fi plot as well. You know, mm-hmm. like, the, there was this whole umbrella corporation that's a pharmaceutical company and things like that. No, when you start off, you're a part of a SWAT team, essentially a Special Forces SWAT team, and you're going into a mansion yeah. um, to investigate whatever, like a distress call. I don't remember yeah, originally. Yeah, Some Resident down. Evil fan maybe put down my take on it, but that's what I remember. Um, and yeah, and you're just discovering what's going on slowly but surely. Yeah, you know, I like, remember the first zombie. Yeah. You come in... Yeah, there was a CGI cutscene. That is my flesh eating (laughs) zombie noise sound effect, by the way. I actually didn't. I played Resident Evil 2 before I played Resident Evil 1. Really? Yeah, I I went back as a kid and played it. But I also recently got it, the remake on PlayStation 4. Really? They do. It's a fully. It's the same exact game, except it's a full HD remake. So it's. more so than the the GameCube remake. Oh yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah, it's like wow. Current like they I think they even update a few game mechanics to kind of uh, model the modern day sure controls and stuff like that. So yeah, it's it's just it was as fun. An important game. I mean, obviously that they keep doing remakes. We're talking about it today. It was the first survival horror game ever made. As yeah, far as I, I remember, well, maybe was it? Probably well, there were some scary them. games before it. There was like Seventh Guest, but none there was that, like none that like like that that came around like Resident Evil. Yeah. I think that third person perspective. Yeah. Uh, those those camera angles. Mm-hmm. Like, there, there was some where they would camera angles. Yeah, there was some where they would put you like in a hallway, and you'd see your character in the corner at the top of the height, the top of the screen, <laughs> and all you could hear was the moaning of a zombie, but the zombie wasn't on screen yet. Yeah. And then, then again, that's just like genius because it's kind of taking movie elements. Yeah. You know, like what you can't see or hear, or in this case, you do hear, but what you can't see is, is like scarier than what actually oh, yeah. comes about. But then all of a sudden, the zombie will come, you know, full blast onto the screen. And I remember just literally screaming as a kid <laughs> and um, waking up my best friend's parents at yeah. the time because <laughs> they're next door like like little girls screaming in the room next door playing a video game oh, oh my man. god it's fun dude but it's a true story y'all uh i'm you want a beer do you want another one i'm gonna get another one no i think i'm good okay i'm gonna pause yeah. this real quick yeah and then we'll pick up right where we left off sounds good back so back everyone Took a little short intermission. Yeah, we're back. We had a reload. Filled up our drinks. We had to get some, some popcorn. <laughs> um, I figured it was only appropriate since the last episode, bonus episode, we were eating. Yes. <laughs> you hear that, everybody? The sound of us crunching? No. And we got popcorn. We got beer. We got pigskins <laughs> and coffee. <laughs> That's right. You can't record a bonus episode without 
Lots of carbs. Without indulging yourself. Carbs and pigskins. Because bonus is essentially a little bit of an indulgement. You know, it's a bonus. Yeah. So, this is the uh, this is our indulging episode. Plus, I'm celebrating the fact that I'm American. That's right. We have the ability to do these things. And, have, and we do them. We have excess resources. We, we live like there's no tomorrow every day. <laughs> so, we're just going to eat while mm. we work. Mmm. And then when we're done working, we'll eat again. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta eat something. <laughs> Indeed, John. Indeed, sir. So, um, I got a little off subject, but I love it, too, because it's pretty, pretty natural flow. Yeah. It's always good to reminisce on spend the night parties with your friends. For sure. And playing video games and talking about radio stations from our past local radio stations. Mm-hmm. But um, we were talking about, damn it! How dare you? Say we that. were t- we were talking about hardware, if I remember correctly. Um, and, and Dylan McDermott. So yeah, um, we you had mentioned to me before on one of the previous episodes that hardware is was essentially supposed to be the second Terminator. Yeah. Um, so I was definitely compelled whenever I saw it come up on Netflix when I was searching through it one night. And again, one I watched in parts because it just wasn't compelling. It was interesting, but I could live without seeing it the next day. You know, um, I didn't feel like dedicating the full two hours. Right. Um, but I, I would I would say that at least the first half of this movie, it's pretty good. And believe it or not, it's it's pretty good for I think the low budget it was on. Yeah. And. You know, it was probably a smaller studio-made film. Mm-hmm. They they did a very good job of uh, creating the world that they wanted to, which is, you know, yet another post-apocalyptic wasteland type of Earth. So, uh, what what is there any validity to that statement that it was, like, originally meant to be, like, a successor to the Terminator movies? I've, I've never... I've never done any background research... On that, since we talked mm-hmm. about it, but it kind of makes sense in that the movie starts off with this guy, uh, like uh, like a salvager, mm-hmm. wandering through a desert wasteland, and he's he's I guess basically picking up junk, and then he returns to the city to sell it. But anyways, he picks up this uh, it's like robot skull head that he finds and an arm, I believe. So you could almost maybe think that if this was to be a sequel, a very far off sequel, in terms of this is the same robot head and arm from the first Terminator that was, you know, crushed in the factory at the end of the first Terminator. It looks like the same one? It looks similar, but it, it's, it's not that close. Yeah. You know, it's got its own kind of uh, charm. I mean, it looks like what you have there on screen. I don't remember what that is supposed to be on his chin it looks like kind of like a ball sack to me from this view (laughs) but um yeah when the robot pieces himself together him or her it's pretty ridiculous looking like you don't actually see how it moves at the bottom like it doesn't have it's not bipedal and it's moving but you never really get a clear shot of how it's moving across this apartment and during the fight sequence. But yeah, I'm getting a little ahead of myself. Okay. But going back, um, 
the wasteland and the dystopic future are pretty neat. They captured it pretty well, and the characters are kind of somewhat interesting. Um, it's got some. It's just got, it's got this uh, music from. It's got these late '80s, early '90s industrial music. Uh-huh. So that's kind of appealing to me, you know, because I kind of like that that style of music, and it kind of it goes well. Um, it's got Iggy Pop as uh, like a radio announcer playing every intermittently through the film. And he's just very, he's over the top, as you would imagine. He also, like, I remember randomly seeing him in um, uh, one of the Crow sequels, City of Angels. The Crow? Yeah. 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 I don't know. I I have nothing to comment outside of that. I had to think about that for a second, because I was like, City of Angels, you talking about Nick Cage, (laughs) (laughs) bro? No, I think it was, I think it was The Crow 2, City of Angels, maybe it was 3, I don't know. But they made out a couple of them after Brandon Lee died, and, um... Yeah, he was a villain in one of them, and he was just Iggy Pop. Yeah, yeah, over the top as you would nope. imagine. But uh, it's it's again starts off pretty good. They've, they've got some neat little computer interface sequences, and, and their technology is pretty neat. So it's like beat up, rustic computer stuff. Mm. You know, they're like using what they have available to them, and it's it's kind of rustic, beat up. Um, it's not overly futuristic. So it kind of grounds it a little bit, you know. It doesn't have as much of a feel, to you know, you know when we were we've, we've had conversations, uh, you know, like uh, in regards to Back to the Future Two, where that mm-hmm. takes place in twenty fifteen, and now the future's caught up. You kind of laugh at it because it seems like a futuristic eighties. Right. Um, this kind of does a, a very pretty good job for its low budget on being in the future, but it's kind of believable. You would think that. Given the restrictions on what they have, and it's in a wasteland, this may be an actual possible reality. So it did it very well. And then, on the second half, when the robot activates itself, the movie completely changes. And the movie pretty much solely takes place in the girlfriend's apartment when it goes on a rampage. The last hour, maybe hour plus. Really? And... It's. It, I mean, it's already a weird film. It's a. It's a weird atmosphere. There's a ridiculous love sequence between Dylan McDermott and his um, his girlfriend. It's. It's pretty. It's pretty funny. It, it's up there with like the um, very exaggerated love making sequences with, um, you know, some you know, hard music going on, like very passionate music. And, and, and there, you know, she's riding on top of him in the bed. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Very, oh god! Uh, it's a music video. It's a very, it's a it's a sex music video. Is what it is. Very, and as uh, as they are kind of around that time, kind of stuff. Yeah, you know, like there's quite a few films that just they went a little wild with that. <laughs> they went a little wild. You know, they there there had to there had to have been you know, in a in a, in a if it's rated R, they always have that sex sequence. You know, even even Top movie. Gun is a PG movie, but it's got that exaggerated sex scene. I think everything wanted to be that, and then some of them took it to the next step, you know, made it harder. It was pretty much softcore porn. Oh, yeah, there was, like, a, I remember there was, like, a Bruce Willis movie that I saw, like, Rose of the Night, or some weird, (laughs) uh, Rose of the Night. I don't know, some weird movie, like, something like that, um, but I remember seeing it as a kid, and being like, hell yeah, Bruce Willis, I want to see this movie, and I was like, what the fuck is this? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it, it ended up, like, I think I went back and looked up, I was thinking about it, like, 
I don't know, like a couple of years ago or whatever. And, like, thinking about his... It may have been right after I saw Die Hard 5, which was which is not worth talking about. Um, unless you're just gonna rip it apart. But, um... I was going through his filmography on IMDb, and, um... I came across the movie and I was like, I recognize this. And I started looking at it and I'm like, oh, this is that weird movie I saw as a kid with Bruce Willis. It's an erotic thriller. Mm. And uh, there's... <laughs> um, it, it's basically kind of like, I imagine what you're talking about, how like they're like trying to up each other's sex scene. Yeah. And it's just like these these fairly graphic rated R scenes with Bruce Willis banging chicks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, um... Might as well be uh, Bruce Willis. Yeah, it's a weird... Bruce Willis has had a very... Uh, Versatile... Career. Yeah. He's seen his like, music videos, right? No, I have not seen any of Bruce Willis's music we videos. We should... Uh, I was going to pull up the hardware trailer, but we might... We'll have to, it's we'll kinda have to do worth, both. It's kind of worth the tangent. Wow. Yeah, I mean, um, you got this lovemaking sequence, and it really doesn't... It's completely unnecessary. It doesn't really have to... They could have... You know, a lot of them could have just shown them about to make that happen, but no, they they get into it. You know, they like this is an important scene. You gotta watch these people make love. <laughs> it's important you watch these people make love. <laughs> you have to know that they're just like you and your other significant. Oh yeah. Other. Look at that! Look at that face right there. That's the singer right there. That's singer Bruce Willis. The Return of Bruno. I didn't know that he has a singing career. Mm-hmm. I was aware. And it is kind of different to see John McClane singing. This is more popcorn? Oh, sure. Holy crap. Wow. Yeah, the the weather, huh? Yeah. Watching um, Bruce Willis perform under the boardwalk with the Temptations right now. But um, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna back up real quick, and um, it looks like something that a comedian would just pick apart in a show. Oh yeah, it, I mean, there's one. It gets pretty. Um, it's pretty ridiculous. Oh, man, I don't know what. He was pretty into that. The Temptations looked a little... It looked a little awkward with them. They didn't look like they were completely comfortable. They're like, whatever, white boy. (laughs) Is this an easy video? Yeah. But the live performance is where it's at.
I'm gonna, I'm gonna I definitely do, do imagine Bruce Willis as a bartender if I saw him in a music video. <laughs> I'm going to keep playing around, but we should continue to talk about hardware. Okay. So, yeah, past the lovemaking sequence, I mean, really the second half is really just the robot on a rampage after... Because it has a regenerating um, type of, I guess, power. Its AI wants to rebuild itself, but it's... Sorry. It's like a robot from, I guess, a previous war, and it's known to rebuild itself, and it also has, like, a, a neurotoxin as a weapon when it attacks its victims. Um, and it's... If, if you saw it as a kid, of course, it would freak the crap out of you, but sure. it's, it's pretty ridiculous looking, and again, you don't see how it, it gets across the, the apartment, and it's really like the last hour chasing the damsel in distress the whole time. Is it? I mean, you don't know how the hell she survives. I mean, she gets herself like so close to getting killed several times, and there's even one time you do think that she's just dead, because she falls out of a window, lands into another apartment... And they make her look like she's dead, and then Dylan McDermott dies, and then you think it's kind of like a Romeo and Juliet tragic thing, and then you come. I don't. It really, I don't know what I saw in the second half. It, was, it turned into a hardcore horror film. It's extremely gory. There's you know guys getting their heads uh, decapitated in in uh, door doorways. Um, so it's a. Um, yeah, I guess you did say it was a horror movie. Um. It's very Did it look good? Did everything look good? Like a, the robot is a very. It, it doesn't look good, and even it seems like the the team that was trying to film it was doing everything in their you know, in their capabilities to be as um, conservative mm-hmm. or or um, you know clever in ter- in, t- in terms of trying to hide the look of the robot, you know, in terms of like how bad it. It actually looks, you know, the puppet itself. Right. But, it, you know, it doesn't quite pull it off. It tries, but then you notice other shots. There, it seemed like the director was very focused on this one sequence in slow motion, and it just keeps cutting back to the robot, and it's doing this swaying action sequ- movement. And then at the same time, Dylan McDermott's, like, tripping out, I guess, as he dies, and, and you have this psychedelic sequence and then it goes back and then it and then it cuts back to the robot doing the swaying motion again you see sparks flying and (laughs) you can't really describe it very well on audio and all i was doing ladies and gentlemen is trying to uh, recreate it with my body movement but um there's a uh, must be seen it must be seen there's an episode of how did this get made i'm sure you've heard of the podcast yeah 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 where they do the island of Dr. Moreau. Yeah. The one with, um... Which one? Val Kilmer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the, the 90s one. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, Marlon Brando. Yeah. Um, and they have a lot of very interesting behind-the-scenes stories, because uh, they do some research and they talk about the movie. Um, and they talk about how, uh, like, just the ridiculous production behind it and how there was a director that was originally put on and he was fired from it and he got taken over by someone else who made it even worse. Um, this is the guy. He direct. This is the guy that was fired from that movie. I'm looking at it right here. Oh, wow. <laughs> this is So at some oh, point, he tried to make this movie at Island of Dr. Moreau. It went horribly wrong. It was just becoming a nightmare. So they fired him and replaced him with uh, Frankenheimer. And... Um, yeah, yeah, wow. 
he goes uncredited for wow. uh, Dr. Moreau because it fired was a, and replaced. Yeah, so it's the same director that made this movie. Interesting, you know, because you know, I'm I'm kind of curious as to how he could have. I mean, looking at back then when it came out in 1990, I, I can only imagine like, wow, what the if I went and saw this in the theater, <laughs> there would only probably be five other people that saw it with me, and mm-hmm. people just knew it was just a stinker. I mean, naturally so. It's 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 fascinating because of you know my curiosity and how it got made. Mm. Um, but again, like I said, the first hour is very compelling. You know, I, I like I like the uh, the setting was was pretty neat. It it has a pretty engrossing science fiction setting in the first hour hour and fifteen minutes, and it's even got one of the dwarfs from uh, Willow in it. Oh wow! Yeah. The uh, there's a. <laughs> There's a, a talking elevator in the movie? Is that correct? Um, it, it's more like a... If I remember right, it's more like the computer that uh, runs the the whole apartment complex that takes place. Look at this. You know, it's like a... That's him. It's the director of the movie doing that. Oh, he does the voice? Yeah. I don't... I, I only remember it being... I thought it was a female voice. Because I remember a lot of female voice doing the computers hmm. in the... Um, in the movie, and I liked the, the female voice. It was kind of a cool yeah. female computer voice. You know, there's only there's lots of science fiction movies that try to pull it off, and they don't. You know, you got like Hal Nine Thousand. You got the 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 Star Trek one that was going on for a while that first came out with uh, Star Trek Generations, the Next mm-hmm. Generation. Mm-hmm. That one carried on into the films, the Next Generation films. That is. Um, and, and this one was pretty good. It was surprising that I liked the female computer voice. They pulled it off pretty well. That's interesting. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was, I, after watching the first hour, I thought it was a pretty decent film. And then, yeah, it wasn't until, whenever, as soon as the robot got activated, though, it, it gets, it gets wild. It, I'm gonna, it gets really out there. I'm gonna blast the trailer up here. You cool with that? Mm-hmm. Let's see this. I'm gonna see this, this insane movie. Old Miramax, they were taking a lot of chances back then. <laughs> yes. That is a red filter right there. We're in time for <laughs> technology. I give you 30, 40, 50, and then you see it my way. Only well, this is, is a bad trailer. <laughs> Something else you like. What is it? It's a sleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the It's got every every weapon you can think of. The robot that is. It's 
So you don't ever see the robot in its full form. It's just always, like, part of it's always off camera because somebody's moving it. Probably, yeah. You may at the very end. And I guess you can assume it's on, you know, like, R2-D2 type rollers. Yeah. Yeah, that, that narrator does not fit the... Richard Stanley Phil. Yeah, that narrator doesn't fit that trailer at all. It makes it doesn't make it, it ages it very badly. But in, you know, the acting is decent. Um, by the you know, it by Dylan funny. McDermott, um, his girlfriend, and then they have uh, a mutual friend. Um, those three are all actually most of the acting is pretty good. Really? You know, like some and even some of the side characters. I mean it, it fits the um, the world very well. Yeah. I should keep that in mind. It's got the you know, it's like Rastafarian uh, security um, cops in it that are kind of they don't get they don't get enough screen time. I kind of like the little side story. Okay. Um, and it, it it's crazy to see some of these movies come and go, and, and see some of these actors. They're they've got to be pretty good professionals that they're able to pull off the their job in such a terrible movie. Yeah. You know, Dylan McDermott, he's a decent actor, acting his balls off in this <laughs> strange science fiction movie. He looks like he's channeling like a, like a young Bruce Willis in that, like the way he was kind of like slack jawing the chicks and in there. Like, he was hey, he was, was kind of like a, he was a good mix. Yeah. He was like you know, uh, Bruce Willis, uh, Harrison Ford, mix. I, I felt. I'm not. Spelling. I liked him. I liked him enough. I'm not spelling his name right. You should have seen him. Have you have you watched uh, Automata yet? Have you seen that one? The, is that the That's Antonio the, Banderas movie? Yeah. I do want to see it. Um, yeah. It's kind of weird seeing Antonio Banderas as the lead. And again, it's not that good of a movie, but yeah. it's, it's it's fascinating. It's got it's, it's got some good moments, and it has a speech by one of the self-aware robots at the end that I thought was pretty compelling. And then Dylan McDermott plays... He's not, he's not doing like a, like a, a current uh, modern drug... He's doing like a futuristic heroin or something like that, and he's always on it. And so he's he's totally underused, and he just he seems like this whacked out dude on drugs the whole time. That's all he's doing. He's playing this guy <laughs> whacked out on drugs, acting his balls off on drugs. And that's all you see Dylan McDermott. He's just all like high strung on drugs. <laughs> that's how they use Dylan McDermott for this movie. I mean, I saw him. He's dead before, you know. Recently, I saw him in. Um... Maybe not that recently. A couple of years ago, the uh, American Horror Story, and I was like, "Oh yeah, this guy's pretty good. He was pretty good in it." Yeah, yeah, he's he's a pretty good actor. I think he's pretty talented. Yeah, I'd put him in something if I had something. He apparently, he's in Olympus Has Fallen. I'm yet to see that movie. I have seen that movie. Yeah, Olympus Fallen. They're making a sequel. I imagine that he plays, you know, like. A Secret Service agent, you know, like side character Secret Service agent. That's what he looks like. That movie was so forgettable. I don't even remember what he plays. Um, he might have been like the friend of uh, the dude from Three Hundred. Gerard name. Butler. Gerard Butler, like yeah. Gerard Butler. He's probably the bad guy. I'm assuming he probably like had a. It was like a twist. Oh okay. Where, like he's he was, like, a like, traitor, a friend, but he was actually helping the bad guys the whole time. He's a traitor. He was in it. That feels right. Uh, yeah, I don't know if that is. qualifies as a spoiler because I'm just guessing, but <laughs> <laughs> but I uh, I think that that's what the case was for him and that. But yeah, just out of sheer fascination, I recommend you watching 
hardware, but it's mainly also from a selfish point of view is that I want somebody else to see this movie in order to just, just see what I so you can it. see what I saw. So yeah, so it. yeah, exactly. Discuss the hell out of this film because I think it it deserves discussion because oh, it's yeah. just it's just it's one of those how did this get made type of movies for sure. It's so bizarre. It's such a bizarre movie. I do want to check it out. I it's it's been on it's it's been on a long list. It's got a lot of that the music that was in the trailer. That's the music oh, that's, that's cool. is throughout it, and if it, it, it suits that movie very well, so the the music choices were were pretty spot on. That's cool. There it is, nineteen ninety. Hardware. Can't, what does that mean? You can't stop progress? That yeah. does, but it doesn't make any sense. It's about a robot that goes on a rampage. <laughs> it's prog- I have no idea. You can't stop progress. <laughs> it's just like somebody that was trying to, you know, put out the reissued DVD and they just put a random... Yeah, they don't really know what it's about. They didn't yeah, see it. Yeah. It's about a hardware. It's hardware. It's, a, it's about... <laughs> technology it was yeah, it was, it was 5 p.m. on this guy's desk on a Friday he's like I gotta just get this shit over and done with you know what you can't stop technology <laughs> you can't stop progress is what so, you can't yeah, stop you can't you know things are gonna progress regardless I need to go home I need a beer and <laughs> bang my girlfriend <laughs> so I found uh, uh, the video that I had originally been looking for beautiful so let's let's flash this up there everyone we're watching a video uh, Bruce Willis is uh, performing live the song Fun Time because I, I assume he wants everyone to have a fun time. Mm. And so, uh, yeah, you know, it's very, it's very, uh, I think they have a fun time with Bruce. Very nice of him, I think. This is the epitome of uh, Bruce Willis, his musical <laughs> career. <laughs> He's really into his singing career. Oh, yeah, he is. I think he's trying to be like a Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, I think that. I, I mean, look that. at that. The tight shirt, and yeah. jeans. This is a regular guy from the East look Coast. At, look at all those musicians. They're all having fun. <laughs> These women obviously don't care how if he's talented or not. They just want to see Bruce Willis sex it up on stage. <laughs> Wearing skin tight jeans and yeah. some white shoes and. Bruce Willis is like, yeah, this is how I'm going to get laid this evening. (laughs) (laughs) I love the background singers. Let yourself be happy. <laughs> oh man! Look at those expressions on his face. I would never have expected he would go on to be movie, do movies. Uh, that, oh, I would think did this you just see that? Yeah, that, there's ladies with big hair, handkerchiefs wiping the sweat off of Bruce. There's ladies in shoulder pads and very big hair wiping the sweat off of Bruce Willis as he entertains them. I would have guessed this would have been his career. It could be. (laughs) Like, I'm surprised. See, it's crazy. I thought his music career happened 
after he did Die Hard, you know, after he got yeah. big, you know, one of those like, uh, this is like a fun thing, but this is, this is like, is this pre-Die Hard? Or, I don't know what this is, but... Or right uh, after Die Hard, maybe. I'd have to look up the, look it up on, I'd have to Google it, but he's clearly very young. Yeah, clearly um, it's a late 80s, early 90s style type of music. And he's clearly very, very good at this. <laughs> yeah, embracing this, for, for sure, this type of music. Uh, I do want to be clear that the song is not good, but... He's definitely. Uh, he's very enthusiastic. Yeah, he's he's selling it. Yeah, he's just he's all over that stage. He's having a blast. <laughs> he's he's having a really good time. Probably you know did a little uh, little little of that before. Not out of the realm of possibility. seems like a evening that middle-aged white people would go see in the late 80s <laughs> did you did you, that feel like almost four minutes oh no it went by pretty fast if yeah that's, it was highly yeah. entertaining yeah <laughs> <laughs> to say that there you go, I man. could probably get wasted and go to a Bruce Willis concert <laughs> at least through a couple of songs maybe I would get sick of it after a half hour but they play, play fun time fun time <laughs> uh, yeah. but what I would not do probably is if I went to a concert with a girlfriend I would not take her up to the front row. I'd keep her as far away from Bruce oh, as possible. Yeah, man. He's a, look at, you saw the way those big haired women were yeah. clamoring yeah. over. They were just they had clawing their way to the oh, front. Yeah. They were just eating up Bruce. Like I said, he wasn't really exactly a talented singer. It's just his presence. Oh, yeah, he had it. I don't know what came first. I, I'm actually a little curious. Um, let's see. Just Let's see if we can get end this little tangent here by finding out when fun time was made <laughs> oh wow the return of bruno so this is pre die hard is it yeah when did die hard come it's out it's wild 88 let's see i don't want to i don't want to do any of that fuck sorry. off imdb pro yeah sorry everybody imdb is trying to get me to buy a service from them yeah it's like come on IGN tried it. Sorry, you guys lose. What was it called? IGN Prime or Plus? IGN. They don't have that anymore, Extreme. do they? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think they got rid of that. Right, IGN Insider, I think. Is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah. Inner Circle, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> We're not going to do it. There's always going to be a different outlet out there on the media. If you yep. try to make me pay, I'm just going to go and find something else, internet, so fuck <laughs> off with your, you know, payment options. Wow, that was... Uh... Right there. No, that's all right. That's uh, it was Blind Date. It was right around then. So yeah, that was very early in his career. Return. It was a TV show. Return yeah, but he wasn't. Movie. Um, he was really wasn't. Yeah, that, big. that was before Moonlighting. Moonlighting. I, I would have think that these people would only, you know, like those clamoring women. I thought they would only be clamoring for him after he had come out with a, a blockbuster film. No, the iHeart came out a year later. That's crazy. I did not know that. 
find that movie for you. So you can go watch uh, Color of Night. Color of Night. That is the erotic thriller starring Bruce Willis. It's <laughs> the cover. A colorblind psychiatrist, Bill Kappa, is stalked by an unknown killer after taking over his murdered friend's therapy group, all of whom have a connection to a mysterious young woman that Kappa begins having intense sexual encounters with. <laughs> who's the uh, Who's the female lead in this? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, Jan March, probably? It's Jane, like... Jane Marsh? Jane March. There you go. I don't remember. She doesn't look familiar. She's attractive, though. The Whoa. Yeah, there you go. She had intense oh. sexual encounters with Bruce Willis during The Color of Night as he tried to figure out who the unknown killer was over his friend's murder therapy, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it's just kind of a lot in a, you know, synopsis. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I just read the synopsis and I did not retain one ounce of it, other than <laughs> other than intense sexual encounters. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and isn't it how ironic it is? It's called the color of night, and it stars a people are talking uh, about the lead it here. character uh, is colorblind. People are definitely talking about this. Look a this. film should entertain, and a thriller should thrill. Read this it. one does that. Look at that. Read that little. Bruce really looks great in jeans, <laughs> and you get to see him naked here. Exclamation mark, by the way. And Jane March is stunning. Also naked. Beautiful sex scenes and nicely. <laughs> review. This is someone's uh, checklist. Yeah. <laughs> it's got, does this movie got Bruce Willis? Check. Does it got him in tight jeans and naked later on? Check. Jane March? Also, also naked. naked. Also naked. <laughs> Beautiful sex scenes and... Nicely edited, yeah. very nicely edited and beautiful. Oh, by the way, the film has a nice chase too. A Mercedes SL against a Camaro or Trans Am. <laughs> they okay. couldn't tell the difference between the Camaro or Trans Am. I see. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> it was a fast car. Well, if they don't know if it's Camaro or Trans Am, it could have also possibly yeah. been a Corvette. I don't know. <laughs> yeah anyways yeah do you remember you remember when we used to uh when we found those strange reviews that we think was probably written by like a guy in east europe or something like that and and his his, um his reviews were very uh i don't know like ironic or meta they were were insane they were like meta it was like the ramblings of an insane person yeah they were Uh, they were in but they were consistent yeah they were all over he had a bunch of reviews so i I couldn't tell you very entertaining to read oh yeah i couldn't tell you if they were real or if it was someone just trolling the internet (sighs) yeah but like his odd sense of humor if it was a humor yeah i don't know what it was like a broken english kind of review from a a, like a psychotic person yeah it was great i really now i'm i'll i I wish we would have uh, written down who this guy was because i don't know if we'll ever find him again oh yeah he's he's swallowed up by the internet yeah it's too bad little gym there Maybe one day. The moon day we'll find it the, just the, out of nowhere. We'll the moon the stars will align and we'll come across this, this crazy that, person again. That was that was kind of a treat that night. <laughs> we went on maybe like a good hour of reading his reviews <laughs> on the big screen. Fun time. Yeah. So uh, I was gonna say um, we should uh, we should talk about um, maybe after we're done here we should talk about like future episodes yeah figure out like a like 
like a little a movie, an yeah, actual movie yeah. to talk about. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just, I mean, besides you know, just to make a next official episode after we shut all this down, we should pow off for like thirty minutes. Or oh, so. that's okay. Sounds good to me. But um, yeah. This, like I said, this is like rolling back into it. Yeah, yeah. I feel. So what do you think? You think we covered hardware? Is there anything else? You I, nothing else seems to be said about it. I, um, I think I could describe it better. You right. You do recommend it. Though. I I recommend it. Again, because I I, I think that just for its sheer, it, it it's a freak of nature type of film. Yeah, and and it needs to be seen by somebody else other than me and again that's okay. kind of from a selfish point of view but where can, where can I, I, I know like you would appreciate that yeah. you're a you're a, a film lover and you get a, there, there are definitely there are definitely people the the list of people i wouldn't show it to are far greater <laughs> you know the people that i would show it to is maybe like you and kenneth okay <laughs> you know maybe like and sean like and, and sean but oh, you would yeah, never yeah. show it you would never like it's again one of those uh, ones if you're hanging out with your significant other they would be just like what the fuck are you making me watch <laughs> like what are you watching I'm going to the other room I'm pretty sure I've had a few moments of with Meredith already like, <laughs> I'm just like hey, check out this movie yeah this is one yeah, this is one right. of those it's 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 really out there I mean there most people aren't gonna dig the um, you know the beginning of the dude walking through the desert and the red color filter and it has already got kind of a, a cheesy feel right from the bat. But it is so bizarre. This is another one that I want us to check out. Zardoz. Beyond Love. What? <laughs> We're watching. <laughs> we are watching the trailer for Zardoz right now. A Sean Connery classic. Oh my god. <laughs> this is what he did after Diamonds Are Forever. <laughs> they keep showing that. So I'll leave it. I'll leave it at that. But you should definitely. Wow, I need continue. to go check that out. Have you seen yeah. it? No, I've been yeah. waiting for the perfect time oh, to watch. It's like a, it's like a, like a uh, very unique bottle of wine that you, know, you just don't want to crack it open right. on any occasion. Indeed, that uh, that temple that he's going into, and they keep showing. It looks like a, like a cheaper version of the temple from Time Machine. Um, have you ever seen the, the classic Time Machine? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot what the name of the um, the race is. With like the mole people. Yeah, I forgot what the mole people were called. You know, they had. It was a very classic sci-fi name. I'm just gonna let this play in the background with no sound here while we talk, or maybe. <laughs> this movie looks like it has just about everything. This looks heavily inspired by drugs. Oh yeah. It, it feels like it was made in the wrong decade. It looks like it should have came out in '69. Better late than never.
Now, is this an original? Is this the original trailer, or is this like somebody was like, "This is yeah, so I, weird." I think and so. They the did their own version of it. I think this is the original original trailer. Because it could go either way. I can imagine it actually being the trailer, and it makes sense for the time that it came out. Or I really think that it's the original trailer. Wow. Uh, interesting use of convex uh, lenses. Concave. Convex. There you go, man. You should uh, add wow. that to the list as well. Or you should uh, spend a night just having yeah. fun reading about that. Oh my god, we, we may have to make an episode on that. <laughs> Jesus, I'm already kind of compelled. Yeah. But, um, god. Yeah, I guess um, I am uh, I'm running low on battery. Over okay. Here. So let's, this is uh, like a good close. Yeah, let's wrap it up. We, we talked about some great uh terminator 2 uh alternatives hardware today we talked about bruce willis's singing career yeah. touched on some video games from the past a little bit of uh reminiscing a little re- reminiscing a little radio station talk um wouldn't that be cool what was it what did he say was uh, that's a cool feeling that's a cool feeling now that's a cool feeling <laughs> yeah, so. and uh yeah we ended up with a possible uh another episode of to talk about zardoz maybe uh, we'll see. I don't know. It's we're still we're still figuring this out. But uh, yeah, thanks for anyone that uh, decides to listen. Um, my name is John Gregg. This is my the name right is... stuff. This is um, as always joined with as Brandon um, Austin. Yeah. Um, any any um, plugs? You got any any news? No. Anything no. Uh, regarding your dexterous films? No, no. We got business cards. Yeah, stickers. Those are beautiful, dude. Stickers. Thank you. Um, stickers. Lots of stickers, so maybe we'll go spend a day plastering them all over town. Yeah, let's whore this <laughs> shit out. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, other than that, just normal stuff. Just uh, continuing to take a step forward. Beautiful. Yeah. Good. How about you, man? How about you? It's kind of the same, but, you know, I'm feeling a little more hearing inspired. S- hearing some new music lately. Yeah, like yeah, um, I'm hoping that, hopefully... Maybe I'll play a little more while we talk after the episode, but maybe you can you can find something, dude. Yeah. I, and I've got so much music now that I think that we could find like an uh, you know an intro sequence, oh, or or we, or I've got so much music that we don't even have to keep the same music every episode. We could probably go <laughs> twenty episodes and it would be something new every team, every time. That'd be cool. I mean, um, or it could be like inner cutting, you know transition type of music or yeah, something yeah, like yeah. that and start increasing the um you know, production value on this yeah that'd be yeah. cool but i guess I mean, we'll talk to that to the side yeah yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll shut the mics down because yeah. we can't let everyone know our secrets no don't tell anybody <laughs> all two viewers yeah. listeners uh yeah all right. well, thanks all right. thanks for listening everybody yeah thank you